love knowing and keeping secrets. It makes us feel loved. It makes us feel important. It makes us feel valued. But that is the best kept secret. We are loved by the creator of the universe. This season, we are coming together with some of the most confident women that you will ever meet to discover the secret to moving beyond insecurity. If it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to search it out, then queen, we've got some work to do. Let's get to it. Hey y'all, it's me Liv and I am so honored that you are here with me. My goodness, thank you so much for every single review that you have written, post that you have shared, and every message you have sent into the direct messages on Instagram. To know that this podcast is speaking to an area in your heart and a need in your life is incredibly special to me, and it's not one that I take lightly. I had the opportunity to meet one of our sisters who listens into the podcast just about a week ago, and Malika girl, I just want to say hello. It is such an honor to do life with you. Y'all, thank you so much much for getting connected to the other opportunities that I have available, whether it's the Facebook group that I host called the Colorfully Candid Collective, the Instagram social media account that I lead at Candid Live, or the newsletter that I send out weekly. It is just such an honor to do life with y'all, and I want you to know that iron sharpens iron, and y'all, y'all help to sharpen me for sure. Today, we are going to be talking about some of the areas of conflict that we feel when we encounter the encouragement to grow in confidence. If we look at worldly standards of confidence, we see that confidence is often associated with independence, self-reliance, and an egotistical behavior that brags about the influence that it's garnered, right? I want to remind you that the confidence that we experience in the word is incredibly different than the confidence that we experience in the world. When we choose confidence in Christ, we choose humility. When we choose confidence in Christ, we choose to expose our areas of weakness. When we choose confidence in Christ, we choose to invite the Lord to garner influence for himself. And we ask him to use us so that others may see his power working through us. That is a lot different than attempting to garner influence to ourselves. I read a book by an author named Heather Thompson Day, and she's actually coming through the podcast next week. I can't wait to release that episode. But I read a book about her, and it really challenged the prayers that I pray. There's one section that she asked us what the motive for our prayers truly is. You know, the word says 
that if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And that is the Lord speaking. However, when we move forward and when we pray, we ask God to lift us up. I want you to read it yourself. But her point was that the prayers that God elevate us don't actually honor, represent, or reflect his heart. They reflect the adversaries. Y'all, y'all, it was a powerful point. We're not going to get into it here, but I need you to go check this book out. It's called It's Not Your Turn. What to do while waiting on your breakthrough. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. So I'm really looking forward to releasing that episode because it was a lot of fun. But what do we do? What do we do when we're waiting on our breakthrough and we are desperate for it? What do we do when we are tired of praying? What do we do when we don't feel as if we have the strength to raise our arms? What do we do? For those of you whom I have the honor to be connected with on Instagram and you've kind of been in my stories or those who are in the Facebook group, the Colorfully Candid Collective, you know that I've been navigating a variety of health issues. And right now I am really navigating some issues, um, scheduling a doctor and a surgeon and everything. And um, it has really worn on me emotionally in a lot more ways than I ever expected it to. In full transparency, y'all, I rarely get into this, but in full transparency, I had a thought when I was young that I would pass away early. Now, mind you, this thought was completely out of left field, completely out of left field. I There really isn't a history of premature death in my family. However, when I was about 13 or so, I began to become incredibly afraid that I would die early. And so navigating some issues with my finger and some feedback from the doctors that they now have to test the tumor in my finger to see if it's cancerous have caused some of these old emotions that I thought that I'd been healed from because they were, you know, absurd to begin with to rise up. And it actually attempts to paralyze me some days. However, I have been eating up my word. I posted, um, a post not too long ago of how I was reading my Bible in my car. And that has been my life for the past about two and a half weeks now. I am grabbing for my Bible at every chance I get. I'm listening to the Bible on audio. I am getting as much of it in me as I possibly can because I need the word. Now, I don't tell you that to make you feel sorry for me. Your homie is going to be here till she's like a hundred, okay? I don't really want to live much longer than that. I'm good. Um, <laughs> unless the Lord comes back first, which I will be so excited for. 
But your homie's good, all right? I'm just sharing that I have some issues and some areas of concern as I know you do. But that doesn't make us any less confident. In fact, it makes us more confident because we know where our confidence is. We know that it's in Christ Jesus. The word tells us that we are more than conquerors than through him who loves us. We are more than conquerors through him who loves us. And that's Romans 8.37. But the question that I want to pose to you today is one that I actually asked in Identifying Insecurity the devotional that I published on you version, and it's simply what comes to mind when you think of a conqueror. For years, the picture that I got was of David holding his slingshot with so much confidence that the Lord was going to show up for him, that there was not a doubt in his mind that he wouldn't be able to have success over Goliath and the Philistines. That was the picture that I got, and it still is one of the pictures I have now. David is absolutely more than a conqueror, and I don't ever want to diminish that fact. However, I want to present a second narrative to you. The second narrative is not meant to contradict the first. It's meant to complement it. And I want to read a little scripture to you. If you have your Bible, you can turn to Luke chapter 8, verses 43 through 47 with me. And I'm going to read this out of the New King James Version. It says, Now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who had spent all of her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any, came from behind and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitude's Throng and press you, and you say, Who touched me? But Jesus said, Somebody touched me, for I perceived power going out from me. Now, when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed. Immediately. This, this is one of the pictures of a conqueror I now have in my mind when I think on that scripture. This is the very definition of one who is confident in the Lord. Sis, I want you to know that there may be times where it feels incredibly hard and heavy to lift your hands in praise to God. I want you to know that there may be times where instead of running into his presence, you crawl in, you walk in, bow 
over with pain and grief. But I also want you to know that your feelings do not dictate the facts. And the fact is that you are more than a conqueror. The fact is that when you choose to go into his presence for your answer, you choose confidence in the Lord. This woman could have been severely punished for her choice to go into the Lord's presence. She was a woman who had dealt with the issue of blood, who had dealt with her menstrual cycle for 12 straight years. And you cannot tell me that she went standing up because when we feel that leaving our bodies, especially for such a long, drawn-out time, which I definitely cannot speak to, but we know that it feels as if some of our strength has left our body. This woman chose to go into the Lord's presence even though she knew that she would be rebuked for it if anyone found out and if it had not gone according to plan. However, she didn't have time to consider whether or not it would work. All she had was time to get into a place where she could grab something that was connected to him. And instantly, her issue was healed. But she didn't stop there. And this is what I love because the confidence that she had in Christ actually confounded. It confounded those within his inner circle. You see, Peter said, Master, the multitudes throng and press you. And you say, who touched me? Peter thought that he knew the Lord well enough. He thought he knew the Lord's people well enough to begin to rebuke the Lord in some way and really ask him why on earth he would begin to ask others who it was that touched him. It was in this time, though, that she chooses to go before the Lord and she comes to him to express what it is that she needed. Now, that in itself is amazing. The word tells us that coming forth trembling, she came trembling to him. And when we find that we go before the Lord trembling, we find that he gives us a testimony that is greater than ourselves. She was afraid, but she also was aware of what he had done for her. And that awareness is what caused her to move outside of her comfort zone to encourage others through what he was able to do for them. I guarantee you that Peter walked away with a new revelation of the man that he had walked so closely with to this time. I guarantee you that he walked away with a new awareness of who the Lord that he served was because of her choice to move beyond her need for approval from others and encourage them with what she knew 
She did it because she had an awareness that he had healed her. And it was that awareness that drove her forward. It is my prayer that you become aware of what the Lord is doing in your life and that it drives you forward, trembling and all. That it drives you forward, fearful and all. That it drives you forward. Because when you choose to present that picture of confidence, it's going to confound a few people. And it's going to complement a narrative that each and every one of them have. That a conqueror has to be one who is in control. That a conqueror has to be one who feels strong. That a conqueror has to be one who is bold at all times. Sometimes. The conqueror is put on the spot. But when given the opportunity, that conqueror has something to say, not because of how great she is, but because of how great her God is. Get out of your head, sis, and know that the same person, the exact same person who wrote Romans 8, 37 to tell us that we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Also wrote 2 Corinthians 12, 10. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Your need for the Lord today doesn't contradict your ability to shine your light for him confidently in this world. It confirms. And it's my hope that you would know that when you are weak, you are strong because history is perfected in you. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you and we praise you for your strength that is flowing through our veins. My God, there are days when it feels hard and heavy to lift our hands. There are days when we are more distracted than we are determined to pursue you. But it is here, Lord God, that we are coming together to ask you to remind us that we are more than conquerors in you, Christ Jesus. My God, you're good in all of your ways. You're holy and you're righteous. You're perfect and you are all-knowing. You knew what we would battle when you chose us. We believe that you chose us for this specific time in eternity with these specific areas of struggle and intimidation. And because of that, 
we choose to lift up our hands, to thank you for your goodness, and to worship you in the middle of it. God, if you give us influence with people, we will lead them to see your influence on our lives. For you have been good, and you have been gracious, and you have been kind, and you have been merciful. And this we know. Thank you. Thank you for your new mercies. Thank you for your new mercies today. For your compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Jeremiah said in Lamentations, Yet I have hope. Because of the Lord's unfailing love, we are not consumed. His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Thank you. Thank you, God, for exhibiting your faithfulness in our lives. Help us to speak up and honor that faithfulness when we have the opportunity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Our time together is always such a pleasure, and I want to thank you once again for spending a little quality time with me. If you've yet to write a review, would you head over to Apple Podcasts or Audible and share your thoughts? I would be so blessed to hear what is on your heart. Now remember, I'm at Candid Live, and it would be so much fun to keep this conversation going in between our time here on the podcast together. I hope you have a beautiful week. Be blessed. I love you.